Blog Talk Radio. I don't know about everybody else out there, but I have been I've been ringing off the hook. Emails have been going crazy, and it's all about marble. Uh, people putting marble in kitchens. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and uh, there there seems to be this trend now of using granite countertops on the say on the L part, and then putting a big nice you know a white Carrara, a statuary, or some kind of white marble as the island. And of course, you all know when you have marble in kitchen or a bathroom, you're going to have etching. It's a, it's a soft material. I mean, I don't need to give everybody a geology lesson. So with that said, there are a ton of new anti-etch coatings coming out. Everyone seems to have one. And today in a few minutes, I'm going to play an interview that I did with a friend of mine, Stu Rosen, up in the New Jersey area, who has done a lot of anti-etch etch coatings. And then after I play you that pre-recorded uh, it's about a 25-minute uh, interview. Uh, I'm supposed to get a call from another friend of mine, David Bonacera, who also has a lot of experience with anti-etch coatings. So if you're a fabricator, if you're a restoration contractor, if you just do maintenance, or you're even a consumer or an architect, this show is going to be extremely important. Now, first, during the pre-recorded uh, section, which I'm going to start here any minute now, uh, you won't be able to call in. But uh, afterwards, if you want to call in, the number is 323 That's 323-870-3968. And as always, my Facebook page is open. Just go to Stone Forensics and uh, you'll come to my Facebook page and you can see an instant message there as well. Or send me an email at f at gmail.com. And that's spelled F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N mail.com. So we're going to go ahead and play that pre-recorded message, a pre-recorded interview, I should say. Uh, it's about 25 minutes, and I'll be back with you right after it's over. So here we go. To promote my new flower shop, I had one place print my business card, and of course print be my brochures, commercial. and a third, my signs. Now my roses aren't red, my violets aren't blue, my geraniums look dead, and I don't know what to do. Staples can help your business stand out with signs, banners, and brochures that are a true reflection of your company. And now with Staples, spend $50 or more on print and marketing services and get $5 off your next in-store purchase. Now my business is blossoming and I'm spending less green. Exclusions apply. In-store only. And 623-18. All right. In a minute here. All right. In a minute here, we're going to get my buddy Stu Rosen on the line here. And it looks like he is calling in. Let's see if I can get him in there. Uh... Stu, are you there? Hello, Stu. Fred? Yes, I can hear you now. Can you hear me? I hope yep, this phone... You know. uh, uh, we got you yep, now. We're good? <laughs> okay, yeah, we're good. good. How are you? <laughs> Doing good. Good, good. Well, Stu's a good friend of mine. We've known each other for quite a few years. Stu, why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce yourself and tell people what you do. Yep, my name is Stu Rosen, and uh, I own MB Stone and also Stoneshine, which is the contracting end of uh, MB. And uh, we manufacture uh, consumer products. We have a line of consumer products, a full line. And uh, we also, um, uh, everything that we use out on job sites, uh, we sell uh, as far as machinery and diamonds and polishing compounds and uh, a bunch of different uh um, accessories that go along with all that. Sounds great. So not only do you know your products, you also use them, which I think is a, a lot better than some of the sales guys that are out there that are selling materials that have never been behind a machine or even used a, a product before. So uh, I commend you for that, for sure. Oh, yeah. people, One of the things People like that, for sure. So. Oh, absolutely. Uh, one of the things I want to talk about, and it's kind of the thing, these things have been around for a while, and they're, they're you know, let's look at a little bit of history maybe of what they used to be like, and that is some of these um, anti-etch coatings that are out there now. Now, you, you've used a couple of them. I know you've used many of them. I have. Why don't you tell me a little bit about, you know, what you know 
about them and what's new with them, I guess, is what I should be asking. Yeah, I think um, for many years people had asked us what we could do. Uh, they loved having us come to their houses, and it was great, but they were paying us a fortune to maintain their countertops. So um, we had started with Clearstone, um, and uh, it was quite a good product. It was uh, it was hard to um, to uh, start doing it. it; had a bit of a learning curve. But um, we've done many jobs with it. The product seems to be good. It's evolving as things go on, and that product would cure overnight. We would pour it, you know, measure it, dilute it, um, pour it, and then come back the next day and mechanically finish it to either a honed finish or a polished finish, and uh, it was a lot of work involved. It took a few days. There was an odor issue, so we had to use uh, Honeywell filters to blow out a room and keep the the, uh, windows open, and um, Uh uh, it was a great learning curve for us. We learned a lot, and then we got into um, Stone Guard Films, which um, were good for the lower-end user not so great for the higher-end user because we couldn't mechanically finish it to their specifications. They only had two finishes, a satin finish and a very highly polished finish, which showed everything on the face of the stone. So, And then more recently, we got involved with uh, more anti-etch coatings, which seem to be a new generation of coatings for countertops. They're uh, UV light-actuated, uh, or cured, and um, it's pretty neat. You can't even tell there's a coating on there in some cases. Oh, wow. It's very thin. Yep, it's harder than the uh, some of the older coatings, and uh, it's still, but all these coatings, except for the films, are uh, repairable. So they're quite, uh, they're quite straightforward to repair. Um, and like any other product, you know, I always tell our clients um, that, that these products have their pros and their cons. I mean, if you want to put marble in your kitchen, um, it needs to be maintained. I mean, it's yep. like buying buying a black car, you know. you you got to wash it every week or it's going to show. You know, it's just like uh, I tell people all the time. They have their landscapers. They take their clothes to the dry cleaner. You know, things need maintenance. It's, um, it's not possible to have a uh, – well, it is possible to have a marble – kitchen countertop and not do any maintenance to it. You just have to look all over. You just have to overlook the edges. Exactly. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, so we, we used to tell our customers, you know, once we refinish something, you know, how long will you guarantee to last? And we used to say, we'll guarantee yeah. it forever. We only have one limitation. That is don't ever use it. <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So you're right. Everything does yeah. need to be need to be maintained now this new coating that you're using now is that a is that a one-day process do you have to go back again like some of the older coatings do it depends on the size of the job but we can do um, up to 60 square feet in about a day so it's a lot quicker and um, it's a lot easier to work with there's less steps involved and uh, uh, there's no odor whatsoever it's a uh, 100 percent solids product Oh, great. And then I imagine training is required to use this product. Is that correct or highly recommended? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's also, you know, it's an investment as well. I mean, just the uh, the lamp to uh, to light up the UV is about $3,000, and then you have to have uh, all the Festools and abrasives to uh, complete the finishing aspects. So it's probably close to an $8,000 investment. So it's it's serious business. To get to get started. Yeah, but I'm sure with an investment like that, you, you, you'd probably get your investment back pretty quick. You know, with all the money. You know, I mean, I don't know about you, but down here in Florida, we're seeing a real big trend now for people putting in kitchens. And what they're doing is they're putting in granite countertops for the, say, the L part of the uh, the kitchen, and they're putting a big marble slab for their for their island and. Uh, um, we're, we're starting to see that trend a lot. Are you seeing that up there as well? Oh, yeah. I mean, New York City is uh, one marble, you know, one white marble kitchen after the next. And yep. there's not even <laughs> any granite in. They want all white marble. And uh, for for a good amount of time, uh, people were putting it in polished. And then, of course, with uh, fabricators and designers finally uh, getting tired of all the phone calls they received and all the problems, they started to uh, sell it as honed 
now um, they're starting to go after more of these coatings. Um, they seem to work pretty well and they look good, but it's sort of an oxymoron to buy marble and then coat it in plastic. <laughs> really? So, um, <laughs> you know, there's there's definitely some issues with that, but I mean, we get people all the time that want to, uh, they don't really care. They don't even care about the pricing. The pricing is high. It's uh, ridiculously expensive. I couldn't afford to put these coatings in my kitchen, but there are many people who want marble, who have to have marble in their kitchens. They want that look. And, of course, um, the ladies of the house and sometimes the men of the house want them protected. And um, the uh, the expense is worth the, uh, not having to come into the kitchen at 10 o'clock in the morning and see all these etch marks dancing around. So. Yeah, especially if you like, especially if you're a wine drinker. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, or well, you like now, to what, cook. Yeah, exactly. Now, what what about for commercial purposes, Stu? You know, like say a bar or something like that. We see a lot of those where, you know, these bars that have marble countertops that are just destroyed, obviously, from all the alcohol and whatever other drinks they're putting on there. Have you had success with those at all? Oh yeah, and we've I had imagine a lot they, of success yeah. with that. Yep, restaurant tables. Um, we've done and maintained all the uh, the bar tops and tables at Virgin Airlines and and uh, JFK and in uh, Newark, and uh, we put clearstone on those tables about five years ago, and we go back sometimes twice a year. We can fix broken corners. Um, people carved their initials. I mean, you know what happens. There's all kinds of damages and scratching, and uh, it can all be repaired. So we've maintained those tables for over five years, and they always look good. And that was that was, uh, yeah. And that was my next question: is you know how how long will this new product? Are we getting about the same amount of time, Adam? How long do they last before you have to go back in and do a touch up on them? I mean, short of doing a repair like a chip or something like that. Yeah, both companies have a similar warranty. They warranty against staining and etching, which is sort of what they do anyway, so that's never going to happen. They don't warranty against um, scratching and damage, and also if it's improperly applied and it delaminates. They don't warranty against that, but um, we haven't had too much problem in that area. We've had tables literally break in half, and we were able to... uh, because our background is stone refinishing, we could put the tables back together and uh, and repair the coatings. The clear stone coating is uh, relatively easy to fix, um, even though it takes longer. Uh, we don't have that much experience with the more repairs, but so far they've been easy to repair because um, you can light it up right away and you're ready to go. You're ready to start sanding. So now, it seems uh, to quite- be a pretty fast repair. A question that that I have in my mind, of course. Let's say you go into a countertop, and uh, let's say they've 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 impregnated it with a you know a really good uh, impregnator. Does that pose a problem? Do you have to do any kind of prep work to that, or will these bond to a already? And I hate to use the word sealed, but you know what I'm talking about. An already oh, yeah. sealed uh, no, that's, uh, countertop. Um, yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, we pro- we prep all these countertops, whether we're doing clearstone or more. Uh, we prep them all using uh, abrasives, so we sand them all down to a to like an 80 grit finish. So it's pretty rough so finish. Generally, yep, it's a pretty rough finish, and uh, it takes off the uh, any sealers that are there. Um, we always test and make sure that the sealers are gone as best we can. But basically, the only way that we're really prepping these things is by taking off all the shiny spots and um, uh, at that level, 60 or 80 grit uh, usually gets off most of the sealer components, enough that it bonds to the surface. So we just rough it so it's got some, some teeth. Right, and I and I assume this product will work on any calcium-based material, you know, limestone, marble, onyx, things of that nature as well. Yeah, what seems to be really good is um, that it will, it will adhere and bond to anything that's calcite-based. Um, it also seems to work really well with concrete countertops, which mm, that makes is big sense. for us because we've had we've had a lot of issues uh, recoding and taking old coatings off of concrete countertops and having to use really aggressive strippers. So um, uh, this is kind of neat that this can be something that that'll last on a concrete countertop, where the others 
you know, the more acrylic coatings and some of the other coatings don't hold up as well. This will hold up, I think, better. So, great. Now, I'm I'm assuming you do the training for this. Is that correct, or am I assuming wrong? Yep, we we so, are doing the training for more, and in, uh, in our in our North Carolina facility. So we're doing that, and uh, we try to we try to we've been scheduling classes close to our normal classes that we do training on. So it's uh, convenient for people to maybe stay if they want to get involved. Um, so Why don't we there's talk also a, little a training bit about... facility out on the West Coast as well. So. Okay. When we talk a little bit about about your training, so you know what type of sell folks, what kind of what kind of training you do, when it's available, et cetera. Yep. Yeah, that's great. We we love that. We we've been um, we have a training facility now in North Carolina. It's a four-day introduction into stone refinishing. Um, it's four days packed of a lot of different things. Um, we start out on countertops. We're working on marbles, on repairs, on, um, uh, of course, limestones and travertines and onyx, and um, also engineered stone, granite, quartzites, um, we have a kit now that we put together so that folks can ID. It's on our website. Can ID stone. It's got uh, a hardness tester and a um, a, uh, a sort of simplified flow chart. How to ID stones when you're out in the field. Um, so we do a lot of that. A little bit of petrology um, problems that are associated with the type of work that we do. So it's. Um, it's a pretty extensive course. It starts at about uh, 8.30 in the morning, and we don't usually break until people say uh, they've had enough. So oh, we'll keep going. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty interesting. We can stay there sometimes till 8 or 9 o'clock at night. So some folks get yes. a little bit carried away. But, As a matter um, of fact, game. I would, I would... Yeah, I would I would encourage everyone also to take a look at your Facebook page because I know uh, during the during the training uh, you post some videos there of some of the training that you do and it's it's quite interesting. You guys get into some really uh, interesting conversations. I know I've followed that. Um, so, you, uh, well, speaking of which, once you give folks your um, that Facebook Facebook page, I'm assuming they just search MB Stone, or is it under oh, another? Oh yeah, just MB Stone. Okay. It's uh, under MB Stone Pro. Okay. So yeah, MB Stone and they can get Pro in there and and, uh, and take a look and look at the website, of course, and you know call us up for any information they might need. Yeah, we love to we... do the classes. I mean, we sort of took them over from Maurizio, and we were kind of, you know, when I first started doing them, it was hard to get up and uh, and actually do these classes. But now we've uh, we've really uh, um, have a passion for doing them. They're they're just great. We meet great people. We've had great classes that people get to form networks, and uh, it's really well. It's very, uh, very different from what people are used to out there. And I, so I know it's a, class. yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, especially when you're dealing with someone that has what I call field experience experience, as opposed to someone that's just teaching because you know they sell a product or or whatever so i mean definitely you, yeah. get, you know what, what's nice about your classes is you can actually get you know learn your learn from your experience and i'm a i'm a big fan of that you know you can go out there and make yeah. mistakes what you're what you're going to do anyway i mean we're all going to go down right. that road and make mistakes but you can also learn a lot from someone else's mistakes and i'm sure you and i have made plenty <laughs> you know oh yeah and still you know. and still making yep. mistakes and still learning every day this is uh this business is for sure an evolution there's always things to learn. There's always new products coming out, always new techniques and advances. Um, filler chip is something that's really uh, made us look much more creative on doing repairs and chip repairs. And um, the last class, we had a guy bring one of his customers' tables in, an end table that was broken. It was broken in like 25 pieces. Oh, gee. Put it all back <laughs> together again, and it's back in our home, all repaired. Wow. She loved it. Didn't charge nice. her for it. So yeah, so it was pretty cool. So there's always people bringing stuff, and uh, um, we always have we have a, a host of different equipment down there, and machines, and we show a bunch of different grinding techniques and grouting and uh, color sealing. So it's pretty extensive. It's a it's a boatload 
of information. We're thinking about breaking the class up a little bit and doing some more advanced stuff. But Denise had started, um, she came up and, um, uh, and implemented a Tuesday class before the class actually starts for anybody that's never ran a floor machine. Ah, good idea. Haven't done any marble polishing, so you come on Tuesday, the day before the class, and we get you squared away on running a floor machine, handling a, a right angle grinder, learning about what the diamonds do, so you don't have to walk in and be nervous about um, about you know seeing all these other people work and feeling that you're uh, that you're a little bit in the uh, a little bit behind. And we did it. We just. The last class we had, we had people come in on Tuesday, and uh, they told us after the class that that was that made the class so much better for them, because it was more private, and uh, nobody felt like everybody was staring at them. And when they went to take the machines or, you know, work work their sections, um, uh, it was much easier for them. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Us too. Yeah, we that makes a lot, a lot of, of sense. Time with that. Yeah, I remember back in the day when I used to do those those classes. I'm, you know, sometimes if you had a newbie in there, you know what I mean by a newbie, say a guy, as you say, has yeah. never run a floor machine. And we could, I mean, you could take some time away from the class just teaching that one person, you know, how to run that machine. So that, that's an excellent idea. I really, I really like that idea. That's that, that's great. Yep. So, yep. so, so how, what how we've do been doing get, is we've been. Well, just I just wanted to say I'm sorry to interrupt, yeah. but what no, we've been okay. doing too is we've been having um, guest speakers come as well. So uh, in every class, we bring in um, past students, people that have gotten involved with us, uh, people that we work together with. Uh, Dave Galinas came to the last class, and he participated. So we're always bringing in somebody, some guest speakers. And, you, Fred, you are absolutely welcome to come anytime. I think you'd get a kick out of it. It's in a pretty good area. It's uh, it's pretty interesting. We're always uh, It's always evolving. So... Appreciate that, and I'm, I may just uh, take you up on that. Um, now, how do yeah, people get in contact you. with you? How, how do people get in contact with you, Stu? I mean, obviously your your uh, website, but do you have a phone number you want to give out or some other contact information? Um, folks could call the office, which is eight 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 five zero nine five eight three one. They can speak with Stacy or Denise uh, in that, or they could call my cell, which is two zero one four four six. 1200 and uh, that's fine and how often how often are you running these classes we're doing them about every other month right now we're okay um, good we also do uh like um in two weeks we're doing a class uh in virginia at a facility um we're doing some stuff in uh in dc we do uh the training for the uh for the architects of the capitol so we're doing some stuff down there. So we've been we've been putting it on the road. We uh we did a class in Boston for more. So we've done classes in uh Colorado and California. We have a crate, we pack everything up and uh, off we go. So uh, that sounds, awesome. calls sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> isn't that crazy though? You know, do a yeah, class on the road, so it's uh, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it works. Oh, it's, it, works. it it and, does. Uh, and and you know, I, like I said, remember back in the day when I did it, we would get people, you know, from, you know, of course I was based down here in Florida, and to get people from California, they have to, you know, take a day to get here, a day to get back, and then the time for the training. And sometimes that can be uh, that can be a little taxing on their their business. So, actually going to them sometimes uh, is better for them anyway. Yeah, it definitely and is. I, I mean, everybody sometimes you know people want to travel; they like to get away. Um, I never thought anybody would go to North Carolina for a class, but um, uh, I was wrong. People are coming. They're liking it there. Um, I always thought people would want to rather come to New Jersey and uh, you know, <laughs> stay a couple of days, see New York City. You know, right. But um, really, they don't want to deal with the traffic and all the crowds and the hustle and bustle. They want to come in and do their thing and where the, there's 25 hotels in Wilson, North Carolina, and their town the whole entire town of Wilson from one side to the other is eight minutes long drive. Wow. So no matter where near, you go in Wilson, it's like four minutes. Is that near, so, is that near Charlotte or Raleigh? Where is that? Where is that in North Carolina? We are, uh, we're 45 to 50 minutes outside of Raleigh. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So that's a nice yeah. area. Yeah. It's a nice area. And the yeah, weather it's is actually always... a, a, 
Yeah, it's definitely hot. Yeah. Oh yeah, it and, gets uh, hot. And not, not quite as hot as here, but it, it gets hot there. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no, not as not as hot as down there. So, but hotter than up here. It's it, yeah. You know, that last class every day was in the nineties. Oh wow. Um, it was uh, yeah, it was pretty interesting. But it seems yeah, to be getting, working out good. It's a, it's, a, it's a nice location, and like you said, they don't have to deal with the uh, the traffic and the hustle and bustle of, of the New Jersey, New York metropolitan area, which is can be fun, but it can be a pain in the butt too. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. All right, folks. Sorry about that, but uh, we're having a heck of a storm right here. But anyway, the end of that interview was just a little bit of chit-chat and all that, so you really didn't uh, miss much, and hopefully I didn't lose you. Uh, in a few minutes, hopefully here, I'm going to have uh, my other buddy, David Bonacera, calling in. He's had a, a lot of experience with these anti-edge coatings. But again, I'd like to thank Stu uh, for that interview, and I encourage anyone that uh, needs a little training to give him a call and uh, get up there and uh, and get some get some training. Uh, really great classes, especially from what I've seen on the uh, on his Facebook page, whatever. One of the things I want to do uh, while I'm waiting for David to call in is to, uh, for those of you that are listening that might not know what we're talking about when we're talking about anti-etch coatings, I don't want you to confuse these anti-etch coatings with impregnating sealers. Uh, these are the impregnating sealers you put on, you know, stone surfaces to prevent, you know, staining or to help help with staining. Um, that's not what we're talking about here. I mean, although these anti-etch coatings achieve that, do not confuse the two. These, um, you know, impregnators are, you know, they penetrate below the surface of the stone and protect the stone within. What we're talking about here is an actual coating on the surface. And I'm really interested to get uh, David's feedback here as well because the experience I've had with anti-etch coatings is that, uh, quite honestly, they're pain in the butt to put on. They take a very long time. Dust is an issue. Uh, I know several people are working on coatings that can just simply be applied, and they dry very rapidly. And it sounds like this one that Stu was talking about from Moore may be one of those as well. Uh, I don't know. I don't have experience experience with that one as well. But uh, what I have heard from various sources, and uh, if, if, I don't know if you guys can hear the thunder and lightning that's going on in the background. So uh, I apologize for that, but I can't control the weather. Uh, anyway, um, uh, the problem with these is the cost. Uh, they're extremely, extremely expensive. All right. It looks like uh, David is calling in. Let me see if I can get him on the air and see if he is there. Uh, David, are you there? Yes, sir. Hey, how are you doing, sir? Um, well, I just got uh, in from traffic in uh, the Bay Area here which I could oh, have used a helicopter, actually. <laughs> it's funny you should mention that. I actually know someone out there that has a helicopter down in L.A., so <laughs> that's how he gets yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty brutal here by the airport. That's yeah, crazy. Anyway, it's good right, to well, talk to you. I'm glad to follow Stuart. He's awesome. Yes. Um, did you, did so you, did far you ahead hear, of the did, game and, and in the industry. He's just a leader. It's uh, I always go to him for uh, information, and he's got a great product line with MB Stone. Also, yes, he's a great. I also I saw on the West Coast here actually. Great, he's, he's a he's a great guy. But you know what? So are you, David. So why don't we, for the people that don't know you, just uh, explain a little bit of who you are, what you do, and uh, we'll get into the coding issue here. Well, my name is David Bonacer. I have a company in San Jose, California, called ESP, which is Environmentally Safe Products and Procedures. I uh, started my business down in Los Angeles in the uh, mid to late 80s, where they had a lot of stone um, up here in San Jose at the time. They had Formica and Tile, but there was a lot of stone in L.A. came up here in 97 and uh, been up here ever since. And I've really worked on uh, using environmentally safe products, but also one of the biggest things is, is training the customer on how to properly maintain their stone or tile because a lot of times what happens is people um, they take the check and they run but they don't spend any time they don't go back when they're called there's no customer service and I really believe that's king because most of my work is all referral and the guys 
the gales they talk. So I get a lot of referrals <laughs> from that. That's wonderful. Now, I know you and I have known each other for quite a long time uh, as well. And I know you've done all, what you like to do, which I really appreciate about you, is you test everything. So I know you've tested a lot of these, you know, quote unquote, anti-etch products out there. Why don't we talk a little bit about that? I mean, what, what's your opinion? And don't be afraid to say what's on your mind. <laughs> I do that a lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, as, as Stu was talking about the... Um, the first stuff that came out was like the Clearstone. Um, I remember about maybe 12 years ago, um, maybe 15, um, I went down to L.A. to a friend of mine, and he was going to invest a large amount of money into this coding thing. And so I went down there, and we got in in the morning, and the guy does his thing, and he uh, does the light, gets it all done. And he goes, wow, look at this. And I took my keys and I reached over and I scratched the surface. And I said, now if you can fix this, I'm in. And my friend of mine went up to me and called me a not-so-nice name. <laughs> and it started with an A. And I said, hey, if you can fix it, I'm in. But if you can't fix it, the one who can fix the scratches is the ones who are going to win. So... He kept working on it at 4.30, that was like 10.30 in the, after, in the morning. At 4.30 in the afternoon, he went up to me, put his arm around me and said, thanks, you just saved me about $30,000. Wow. I'm not going to buy in. Well, at the time, they couldn't fix the scratches. Since then, um, the technology has gotten a lot better, like Stu said. Um, you know, with the Clearstone, I don't care for the Clearstone, only because my whole thing is low VOCs. But it is a good product. It takes quite a long time to do it. But the VOCs, uh, which are volatile organic compounds, are just a little too high. And I won't subject my guys to that. Um, then the, the more product, which is also really good, but like Clearstone, um, I can't see really taking a beautiful piece of stone and then destroying it down to like an 80-grit thing. But on to be on the other side of that, you do have to do that so it bites on, which I'll get to the Italian stuff later. But you take all that, and it's many, many steps. As Stu said, he gets about 60 square feet in a day. There is a lot of prep to it. There is a lot of steps. Um, and you know, it's fixable. The scratches are fixable. And the nice thing about, like, the more stuff is that it will go over the edges, It'll do any profile you want very nicely, which the films can't do. Um, but it just takes too long. And my guys actually went to me and they said, we don't want the liability of this light. Because if a little kid comes running in the kitchen and stares at the light, um, there's great probability of having damage to the retina. Um, so at this point, we looked at all the steps and they said, no, we're we don't really don't want to do that. So I, um, I'm still thinking about it, but have not jumped into it. But I will say this, it is a very good, very hard anti-etch, anti-stain coating. I like nice. it better than the, I like it better than a clear stone. Um, it is really, really hard and you can fix the scratches, which is nice. It just, for me, takes too long. Um, I've been doing, tough skin for a long, long, many, many years. I like it. You do have a little bit of prep to get out the edges and stuff, fill the holes. Um, that takes a little time, and then you lay the film down. But, like, when more came to me, and they went into my warehouse, they walked out three and a half hours later, and I said, okay, so you did two pieces of tile. I said, I'm halfway down the hallway in a hotel room. I said, and tomorrow the rooms open up. And nice. that's that's where the difference is. Yep. So in one sense, um, and how I got to know Tuscan was at the Surfaces Stone Expo convention. It was actually in the MIA booth on a piece of marble. And for three days, nobody knew that it was there unless they spilled a Coke or something on it. And it didn't fizzle up. And they go, hey, what's what's up with this? So that's where I had known about him. I had talked to him every single year because I speak there pretty much every single year. I've been very fortunate to do that. But 
once I saw that, I kind of went, okay, so if you don't know it's there, you really won't know. I know right now that it's gone through um, eight years at the Bellagio. They're now doing another renovation, and that furniture that they're doing is going to be moved to another hotel. But it was eight years and held up, so they're going to do marble again, and they're going to put Tuscan on there once again because it's shown the test of time. The only problem with the film is that I always tell people, if you like to pick scabs, this is not the product <laughs> for you because they'll want to pick at the corners and do that. And, of course, they go, oh, your thing lifted up, and I take an ultraviolet black light behind it, and I go, these are fingerprints on here. I said, we'll take care <laughs> of it this time, but bad girl, bad girl. Right, exactly. <laughs> but the coatings, you don't have to worry about that. So there's the plus for that. Um, as far as the film goes, like a tough skin or the other one um, that's also actually here in the Bay Area, um, you have that potential of it coming up or little bubbles. We hard card the bubbles out, so we really not having many problems with it at all and very little callbacks. But the downside of it is that it won't go over the edges. The plus right. is if something happens, and let's say we're in a kitchen or you've got a coffee table and somebody cuts into it or something damages it, you pull it up and you put a new piece down within about 30 minutes, you're gone. And the thing that's nice about having to be able to have it down and move forward the next day or, you know, as if you're in a hotel and they have to open up the rooms because we're the last ones. Um, the other thing is dust with the coatings, but because they're sanding it down and bringing it up, that's no longer a factor. Um, one of the problems with right now, Fila has a coating, and actually it is probably the most affordable coating for the consumer that there is out there now. They're still working on it. They're getting some kinks out. I've played with it. I've tested it. Um, we're still getting some kinks out of it, but you know, it's running possibly twelve, fifteen dollars a square foot. And right, let let me game. stop you there. Let me stop you there a second, David. I want to make sure I understand what you just said. Are you saying this product by Fila is designed for the consumer? So, in other words, the consumer can apply it. Is that correct? No, the consumer can't oh, okay. apply it. Okay, but that's the thing is, make sure we got clear. Yeah, I may have put you down that, but <laughs> it's you know a contractor will put it on um but the difference is is that this product goes on a polished surface oh nice so you don't you don't have to take it down um it takes the downfall to it is that it takes time for it to set up kind of like water-based coatings like take 28 days to fully evaporate the water so it really gets hard but when it comes to this coating is if you try to do a stain test in 72 hours it's going to fail I found that after two weeks, it hardens up and you're good to go. So there are pluses and minuses. But, you know, there are people, like Stu said, this stuff's very, very expensive. Um, so in Silicon Valley here, we have a lot of very new rich um, who have no problems with it, you know, um, and they can afford it. And then there are people who cannot afford it and need something more economical. The only problem with the feel of stuff at this time is once you lay it down and it's stuff levels, it's really actually pretty nice stuff, but you have to control your dust. You cannot have any dust in that room mm. because then you get dust bunnies and they right. can't sand it out like you can with the clear stone and the more. Gotcha. Okay. As far as the Tuscan, um, we, we got that all down, keeping the dust out of the room. That's not really a huge issue for us. We, but for the more, you can't have any dust in the room. And where I work in Silicon Valley, it's a very unique place. Um, kind of like a little bit like New York, but they're busy, busy in New York. Um, I always tell people in the Midwest what's Silicon Valley like, and I said, we eat our young. And it's, <laughs> entire, it's an entirely different place yeah. because you have this new rich, you have millennials screaming at you. Um, and you know, they're uptight, they're doing the construction and whatnot, but a lot of times they don't 
have the time to really sit and listen to you and fully understand what is involved in the process because their life is so busy. So it's kind of a different world out here. Um, it's very intense out here um, because of things just changing and technology and the price of housing. I mean, it's just outrageous out here. But if you can, with the fila, you know, the person that doesn't make as much money that has a marble countertop, um, you can still pull that off, and it's a lot more affordable. Um, is it as hard as the more? No, sir, it's not. But it's a pretty cool. It's pretty cool, and it's much more affordable. Right. Now I've gotten pretty much everything to stain. Um, the more is probably the hardest against staining. Um, but I've got everything else to stain. The tough skin, I've never been able to get the stain, never got it to etch. So, again, I think there's room in the industry for the film and for the coating. It just depends on, you know, what the customer expectations are. Some are just okay with the protection because in Europe, nobody really cares that you have etches or stains. Right. You know, it's like, yeah, Johnny, in, when he was in fourth grade, did this. My husband did that over there. They don't care. But in America, in some areas, they freak out over an etch. Yep. And they just go completely crazy. And it's like, hey, it's only a rock, lady. You know, <laughs> exactly. It's just a rock. But they do that here, and they freak out. They want it perfect. Um, and for those who are perfect, they know they're buying now porcelain countertops. Um, but I think there's a place for film. Um, and I think there's a place for coatings. It really depends. Um, the Clearstone is a fairly good product. I don't like the toxicity of it. The more is a really great product. I actually think probably within the next year, it probably take their 12 steps of sanding and polishing probably down to five. They're real smart people. And, uh, they have a lot of good people with them, and I think they'll be able to do something like that. But the film will always be around because it has serves its purpose, too, and it's been around a long time and very well established. As far as the um, other product that is out there, I think it's out of Fremont, California, and they have a film also. And, again, it's the same thing. Um, everybody's working to make their products better, but I don't, you know, I actually expect probably within the next couple of years to see an ANSI standard coming around the corner on oh, that'd be nice. coatings. And as I was talking to uh, the um, Natural Stone Institute, which used to be the Marble Institute of America, you know, they're talking about making an ANSI standard, and they said, well, we want to know what type of mustards are going to work and won't work and what type of ketchups, ketchups and what type of soy sauces um, <laughs> or what type of this or that. And I said, look, it really comes down to is it can't stain. End of story. Right. That's True. what it comes down to. It's not about this, not about that. It's, you know, I don't want to hear about the nine months. Is it a boy or a girl? It right. can't stain. <laughs> it can't stain. That's really the gist of it. So, it's kind of very interesting to play with all this stuff. Um, the technology is getting really fast, um, and there's more stuff that's going to come out. They're going to make a lot of improvements on what they're doing. I like that you know you have the high-end stuff, of something that's real hard of the clear stone and the more, because you have your clientele that loves that, to be able to go over the edge, and then you have your feelless stuff for people who you know, don't. But the feel is probably the fastest. Um, of all of them, but they all have their place. I think they'll all survive and do well. It really depends on your expectations or your customer. Is there anything that I've seen that um, I don't care for? That would probably be the toxicity level of the product is really the most important thing and mm -hmm. the, safety of, the safety of the product because in California here, um, we have to keep all of our employee records for like seven years, I think it is. So, um, and in a state where there's too many lawyers, um, you just want <laughs> everything to be safe. I always tell the guys, look, just be safe, be careful, take your time, do it right, because if you get hurt, it's just way too much paperwork. And if somebody gets accidentally partially blinded by a light, or um, I actually have a gentleman who works for me who has silicosis, and that was uh, because oh, of the beginning of of the dot-com boom, 
they weren't giving respirators to people. So he's a very good uh, repair guy. But one of the problems is is that he didn't have a mask. So um, he has to pace himself, and he'll forever have that. But for me, I want to make sure my employees are safe, and that's one of the factors for me and always has been. Yeah, and I, I agree with you, and I think the technology is, is you know, just in the, the the time that I've been in this industry, what, 40 years now, it's like the technology is just, it, it, it seems like it's getting faster and faster and faster and faster. So uh, I expect these coatings to get to the point where, and I hate to say it this way, but you know what I'm talking about. It'd be as simple as uh, applying floor wax to VCT. You put a coat on there and you walk away. <laughs> but well, we're not there yet. <laughs> The Fila stuff is kind of like that, but the problem with the Fila is if you get a scratch, they can't fix it. You know, like Tuscan, you pull up the film, you put it down. Hey, that's not a big deal. That's right. real fast. The more um, is with the clear stone. Um, yeah, you can fix your scratches. It takes more time, but yes, you can fix the scratches. There is one particular coating that is coming out now. And uh, that is from a gentleman named Steve, and he is Steve's Polishing. Yes. He's out of Oregon. Yep. He has a very, very, very hard surface. And the thing that's nice about his coating is that he can make it so that the temperatures in one part of the country, and you have cold and you have hot, it can be developed differently. Right. And his is coming around the corner real, real fast. It's very, very hard. Yes, you can go over the edges. Um, as far as the steps needed to make a polish or make a hone, um, I will just say this. It's, it's under five. And it is very fast. Dust is not really too much of a factor. No, right great. now, I, I, I think once that comes out, I think, Clearstone Amore is going to have to play catch up, but um, right now, and I'm not saying too much about it, other than because it's just starting to come out. It was really just kind of shown at uh, coverings, and he's been working on it for years. But this is some really good stuff, really, really good stuff. Uh, it's just so much faster, easier to work with, easier to fix. Um, and very, very hard, and he's still working on more generations of that. So, again, the technology is there. Steve happens to um, have uh, – he's already ahead of the game right now, way ahead of the game. So, But, again, it isn't something that's out nationally, but it's going to sneak up real, real soon, and you know, it may even go to the point of suppliers using it. Um, and that's one of the biggest things. Like Antonelli has a coating, um, and Antonelli, the coating is yeah, it's a great coating, but the problem is they won't tell anybody how it's done. So if there's a scratch or it gets marred in shipping, you know, the supplier sits there and he's just got junk because right. they can't use it. So that's, again, they're trying to work their kinks out too. So between manufacturing, which I think eventually it's all going to come in manufactured like resin, but then again, you know, the biggest point is if you can fix the scratches and you can fix something that's marred, that's the ones who are going to win. And right now, um, you know, the other ones can. It's just how many steps do you have? Um, and the thing called the uh, grout guys that's coming up very, very soon. And that's one of the things with the coating and Steve's doing with Steve's polishing. And that's going to be very interesting because they've already got it to where it's fast, fast. And it hardens up real, real nice in 24 hours, 72, ready to go. And that's what it's about. So I think the technology is getting um, really good. It's going to get better and better and better. Within two years, we're going to be laughing at what we talked about now because the technology is going to be so good. No, absolutely not. I was actually talking to talking to Jackie today, one of Steve's uh, people, and uh, they're working on the website now. So if anybody's listening and they want his contact information, once I get it, I'll be more than happy to to forward it to everybody. But uh, you know, another thing I was going to say too, David, I think with all this new technology, and of course, when you have more and more competitors involved, the pricing is going to come down eventually as well. I'm sure. Just like when the uh, computer came out and it was three thousand dollars. Yeah. 
and, we, and then we all, we're all screaming about the 286, how fast it was. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Now, now you're aging us. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, but the, the thing with Steve's is um, it's really cool. And the thing about Steve's is it's really, it's really diverse. Um, that's the cool thing. It's really diverse. It's more diverse than I can even explain to you. But um, there are a lot more things that he's going to be doing with that, and the technology that he's created is pretty badass, Fred. Yeah, I've, I've actually had conversation with him. He called me today, and I haven't got back in touch with him yet, but I remember talking to him a couple of weeks ago about it. It does sound, does sound kind of exciting. So anyway, I want to thank you for being here, David. Uh, as always, it's always a pleasure talking to you and uh, getting, getting getting your input and uh, glad to have you back on the show anytime. Thank you very much, Fred. All righty. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you, sir. All right. That's, you've got it now, folks. That's uh, ho- hopefully you did. We didn't lose you during that pause when I had that uh, little blip here with the weather. As a matter of fact, I don't know if you heard it in the background, but some thunder and lightning, terrible, typical Florida afternoon and, it's almost gone now. So uh, anyway, so uh, again, just let me summarize. If anybody needs either Stu's contact information, David's contact information, or even Steve's contact information, uh, definitely give me either an email. Email would probably be the best way to get a hold of me, and that's fhuston, F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N, at gmail.com. Uh, also, I want to mention uh, the interview I did with Stu was obviously not done live. It was a recorded, uh, which is really cool. It's the first time I've done that. So if anybody has some input, they want to be interviewed and they can't make the time for the live show, just let me know and we'll schedule a time to do the interview and I'll, I'll play it on the air just like uh, we did here with, uh, with Stu's interview. So I will see everybody next week. That's next Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Everybody have a great weekend and be safe.